Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, one and all, to the Future Tech Podcast. I am Alan Thomas, and today I have Jamie Holmes, editor of BTC Manager here with me. How you doing, Jamie? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I, you know, I'm just ready to get right into it. What is BTC Manager all about? What do you guys do? Well, we're all about the cryptocurrency industry. So we're like a platform for news and education and uh, to observe the markets, of the cryptocurrency markets. So we provide information, news, and commentary based off it. So you're, so you're kind of like a one-stop shop news source, I guess, for all things cryptocurrency then? Yeah, in a way, yeah. And uh, and how long has BTC been around? How did it come about? So BTC Manager's been around uh, late 2015. So I think it started over November 2015. And then I joined in December 2000, right ago. So it's been a while. Oh, okay. And, and how much content do you, would you say that you guys... Uh, pump out per day? Is it uh, just maybe one or two articles or is it more like eight to ten articles or it just depends on the day? Uh, yeah, it would depend on the day but generally it's around I'd say seven to ten articles per day. Okay, and, and for and for those who uh, are getting familiar with BTC when they go to your website and such, is there a uh, is there a subscription process or, or or do they just need to come back every day or how does that work? Okay, so we have notification subscriptions which um, people can sign up to and then every time a new story is published it will just pop up in their browser and then they can just click on it and read it. So that, that occurs for every news article 
Uh, we also have an email subscriber newsletter as well, which they can subscribe to. And then they can just follow us on social media as well, like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay, and I was seeing a, a story on the site about how there were, it, it was stating that there were the 17th million Bitcoin had been mined and that that meant that there were 4 million left? Yep. I mean, is that... Uh, uh, so is that to say there there actually is a, a, a limit to this or or, or to, to cryptocurrency in general or is that just or is this just or is that just another stage? That just means we're coming to the end of another stage of this. Right. So that article was talking about the supply of Bitcoin. So not all cryptocurrencies have a fixed supply, but most of them do, I think. So from the ones I'm aware of anyway. And so four million Bitcoin left, so that means seventeen million have been mined in, you know, around ten years. So the process is going to get harder and harder and harder. And then in the article, it actually states that the last, you know, a single Bitcoin will actually take around, well, it's estimated to take around 34 years to mine the, the last single Bitcoin. So that's just the way that the system's been modeled by Satoshi Nakamoto to mimic the supply of gold. And, you know, the fixed supply is what partially gives it its value. Okay, and in terms of, in terms of the company itself, uh, BTC Manager, what do you see as kind of the roadmap for the service over the next few years? Like, where are you guys headed? So our aim is to be the go-to source for news and commentary and education on cryptocurrencies, but mainly focusing on the major ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Monero. Um, so it's, it's quite an ambitious goal, but that's, that's eventually where we want to be. Um, so we're always constantly learning ourselves because you know we're not we're not experts we didn't study cryptography we didn't study like i studied economics personally so i kind of understand that aspect and we have you know writers who are from various backgrounds so we're always constantly learning and trying to um to make sure that the quality of our content is, is the best out you know all of our competitors and, and as far as the the way that you got hooked up with btc manager you were you were already a journalist by trade or or how did that come about Oh uh, no, so how I got involved with BTC Manager was uh, I used to do uh, articles about Forex and stocks and I used to do like technical analysis. That's what I was I was into at that time around 2014 because um, I was working as a Forex trader for a while and I got really into that. And at the time I was already aware of Bitcoin and I was looking for like a role where I could use those skills to, to write about the crypto cryptocurrency markets. and. That's how I got started with DT Manager. I started writing price analysis for Bitcoin and then eventually Ethereum as well. And then more and more I got into cryptocurrency. I was just amazed by the, the multidisciplinary aspects of it. So, you know, how it includes computer science, economics, and, you know, a whole bunch of subjects. And then I just started branching out in terms of writing. I've always enjoyed writing, so it's kind of combining two passions together. And then, yeah, it's like just stuck my just blew my mind like how revolutionary it could be and I just got more and more interested into cryptocurrency especially Bitcoin and yeah that's that's how I ended up here today uh, so are there any cryptocurrency or, or blockchain books on the horizon for you maybe uh, something brewing I mean, you mean me writing the book yeah 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 since you I mean uh, you studied it so extensively up to this point uh, maybe maybe I'd have to think about it not, it's not on. It's not something I've been planning. But um, one of our, one of the writers I used to work with, who worked with us, his name's Christoph Bergman. He's from Germany. He actually said something like that to me recently. Like he's going to write a book because 
he's fed up with like loads of people writing books about it and they don't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's as good a reason as any to start writing a book, I guess. <laughs> Set the record yeah, straight. It's like, yeah. So yeah, I think there is a need that that's, that's the thing as well about the website and BT Manager is that there's a need for education in this space because you know it's a very complex subject and it's fast moving and you know everyone's trying to promote their own you know there's a lot of conflict of interest and everyone's trying to promote their own you know affiliations or projects or whatever so that that is kind of like part of our mission as well it's like you know we need to provide the information for people to make up their own minds instead of telling them you know this is what this is the next big thing or this is what it's worth investing in or this is going to revolutionize the world so if i was just getting started with cryptocurrency of any sort day one then btc manager is a is a as a source I could go to for kind of a, a trusted way to get the right information. Yeah, like I would say, yeah, we, you know, we're not we're not perfect. We're always trying to improve, like I said earlier. So, but you know, the intention is there. Like that's that's our intention. You know, we're just trying to educate and just bring as much information to to our readers as possible. And let's let's talk about the the, the future the future of this industry. What do you think it will look like going forward? Just in terms of. I mean, or just in general, since, you, like I said, you you cover this so extensively. Yeah, we are still in early stages. You know, Bitcoin has only been around for like, you know, not even 10 years as a cryptocurrency. So I, I'm optimistic. I think, you know, fiat currencies, they don't, they don't last forever. They're shown by historical evidence. And, you know, since 2008, global financial crisis, you know, nothing's really been, really been fixed or what was meant to be fixed, like, you know, Debt to GDP is still massively high in pretty much every major economy. So, in my view, I'm optimistic that it will provide a way for people to transact with without 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 having to uh, worry. You know, so it could be inflation or volatility of exchange rates. So that's why we're seeing cryptocurrencies adopted mainly in developing countries at the moment. So once once the developed economies start to pick it up and start to realise, I think. It's going to move like really fast, and people realize like the benefits and why it was created. So, do you think we we could be moving toward a point where some of the world's governments are will try to create their own cryptocurrency as a way to try to keep citizens close to them? You know. Yeah, I think I think they will attempt that. Uh, the Bank of England's very keen on that idea. A few other banks are quite keen on that idea, but I think it's just it's just delaying the inevitable. They're going to. They're going to create these national cryptocurrencies, but you know they're not going to have the same advantages or of Bitcoin or maybe some of the other cryptocurrencies. So I think it would just be like that would be a, a stage or like a fad that will pass. Maybe it will be implemented. So actually in Venezuela they already have some sort. Well, supposedly it's a cryptocurrency, but not many people are convinced that it's actually genuine. But you know. Governments are just going to kick the can down the road for as long as they can. So I think governments will eventually accept, um, not accept Bitcoin, but, you know, like maybe have it as part of their foreign reserves because it's not correlated. It's kind of like an unco- it's supposed to be uncorrelated asset, so it doesn't really follow other currencies. It just does its own thing. So I think eventually we'll see governments, um, you know, become more friendly to Bitcoin. But it's, it's quite a long way away, I think. So it's probably the fact that they there's a lack of control there with it that they don't have that with that it's probably what's that's probably what's making them so slow to adopt I would think right yeah yeah that's that's a, yeah that's a big thing about it they can't control it so 
it's kind of like you have to admit to yourself that you can't control it and you know that's probably hard for most governments to admit oh definitely definitely and um, when we get to this topic we actually interviewed an interesting an interesting guy his name's uh, Papa Wasa Chifi Nodom he's a I think he's of Ghanaian Ghanaian origin and he's trying to get at least one central bank in Africa to start putting their dollars into Bitcoin so they have like a more stable foreign reserves so if anyone's interested in hearing more about that they should check out that article oh we can definitely do that how do you think yeah. uh do you think that's a, a realistic goal to have or is that just something that would just be like a, a, a light years away for that to happen oh do you mean like central banks like starting to build Bitcoin yeah yeah uh, exactly yeah. A, cent- a central bank um well, it's, it's quite hard to say because whoever does it first they have the most to gain but at the same time, they probably no one wants to be the first. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a developing country. Oh, so so it would almost be like a domino effect. You'd have to see the first. You'd have to see the first central bank or first world government kind of step in and yeah. make yeah. and not and not just do it, but make a success out of it, and then everyone else would just copy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the way I like to think of it is, um, you know, in the Great Depression, the countries that first got off the gold standard were the first ones to recover because the gold standard effectively limited their control of the money supply. So the, the countries that got off the gold standard first could actually, you know, artificially inflate their money supply and, you know, kind of generate an economic recovery. So the way I see it is like, it's like an opposite kind of situation. The first country to adopt Bitcoin will be the first country to kind of leave this traditional economy behind and all, you know, the debt and all, the, you know, the, the adverse effects that go with it. They're gonna leave it behind, so it's kind of like a reverse situation. If you kind of, if you get what I mean. Understood. Understood. And if and if uh, and for those who are going, who are listening to this, who are going to be new to BTC Manager, what's the one big takeaway about BTC Manager that you want our listeners to to get from the inter this interview? Uh, the one big takeaway would be that we're not we're not you know affiliated or controlled by any parent company. Like you know, we have other cryptocurrency media outlets that are. That have a conflict of interest, and I would say our conflict of interest there is there is none really because we, I, well, the team allows the writers to have freedom to write about what they want. Um, so sometimes you will find commentary or opinion type pieces, but that's just someone stating their opinion. Most of the time it will be informative and factual, and not really like you know taking taking aside. And the other ma- main thing would be the educational aspect. So on our guide section we have various um, subsections where people can learn more about cryptocurrency. So we have Crypto Sacropedia, which goes through different cryptocurrencies and, you know, the technology behind it and just breaking it down for people to understand. Um, like we have a glossary as well, so people can just find out the meanings of all these kind of word, new words that are being thrown around. Uh, we also have a guide on trading strategies, so explaining how to use technical analysis. So that there's any traders or investors listening that would be that might be interesting to them and we we even have a guide on like travel so we're looking to expand that but it's just basically an overview of like certain cities and where you can spend bitcoin or cryptocurrencies so so i could actually uh come to you guys and get a list of of i guess bitcoin friendly cities or cryptocurrency friendly cities that i could i could use it in well the 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 travel guide is there's only like five entries at the moment but we we will expand it. So basically, they're they're all in Europe at the moment. So we have London, Prague, Amsterdam, and 
uh, Ireland in the Netherlands, and also Vienna and Austria as well. So in those guys, you could just get a feel for like, oh, what can I do with Bitcoin in these teams? And yeah. I mean, but that's exciting because we already, I mean, we know that list is going to expand over time. So it's just great to see that it's even, that it's even avail that there are actually cities available now where we can do that. Yeah, yeah. It's growing all the time, I think. The adoption is becoming more widespread, slowly but surely. And, and I heard you mention it earlier, but I just wanted to uh, kind of touch on it one more time. So there are, there are definitely, I mean, we know there are other cryptocurrency media outlets, but I guess that seems to be kind of a problem, like you said, the fact that they, they may be connected to particular parent companies, so maybe they can't report on certain topics. Or is it kind of a widespread problem in terms of cryptocurrency media outlets? I'm 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 not going to name any names, but uh, oh no no no, I'm not asking you to name <laughs> names. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say apart from apart from BC Mansra, and I may be biased because I work for them, but um, there's only like two or three other cryptocurrency media outlets that are quite big and well known that are. I would say like I'm not that biased, but the rest of them are. So there is, it's not just the bias in either. It's like it's just like fact, fact checking kind of aspect of it as well. I think you know everyone's racing to get the first story out, like to be the first to get a story out. So I think that's kind of a problem as well. But with the conflict of interest issue, you know you have some cryptocurrency media outlets that are loosely or closely affiliated with certain cryptocurrencies. And some of them, yeah, they're legit and genuine cryptocurrencies. But you know, when when someone's reading about it, they would, they need to know certain things, and they need to they need to know like you know we need to know the advantages and the disadvantages. You need to know the risks and the reward. And then in other cases, the cryptocurrencies are complete scams. And you know, one of them I can say be Bitcoin, and that's promoted by um by one of the well was promoted by one of the major outlets. That's well known. So you know when you know when there's connect there's there's like affiliations it kind of distorts the main goal like it links back to what we were saying earlier about what is the mission of BTC Manager. So when you have those affiliations or you know conflicts of interest, it kind of skews and muddies the walls a bit. So Jamie, what is the best way for our listeners to engage with you and BTC Manager? Um, on I'm I'm on Twitter pretty much all day. So people can just at me or DM me or they can at BTC Manager or DM BTC Manager. Um, I also have my email or my Twitter account as well, so people can feel free to reach out to me and email me. And, yeah, those are the best ways. Okay, great. Well, I want to thank you, Jamie, for coming on to the podcast and giving us a lot of good information and sharing your time and your expertise with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. All right. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018. The Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. 
If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.